welcome back to Faded Truth. Today I got Miko Gattuso on the show. Uh, if you guys don't know where he's from, he is from the hit series Euphoria on HBO. Let's talk about the show. First of all, uh, your character on there is Mal. So he's basically the drug dealer that's selling to... Fezco. Fez, yeah. That's <laughs> my boy. Yeah. So um, how did you get that role? I got the role because Sam Levinson, the director, the director and writer of the show, wherever he was, he was among some people. And he remembered this movie, which um, was my first movie, which was Give Me the Loot. He was like, damn, I wish I could get this guy. I mean, I seen in this movie. And, and and just so happened to be that there was um the casting director for Give Me the Loot was there and was like, yo, man, I can get this guy. You know what I'm saying? They made some calls. But I didn't know that that he wanted me like that. You know what I'm saying? So I went through the process, meaning Jennifer Venditti, she 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 reached out to me and was like, hey, listen, man, we want you to come in, you know, audition for this part. So I went through the motions, even though, I, you know, I had the part. It, it was crazy. It was nerve-wracking because it was like, like, like hundreds and hundreds of guys. And, and, you know, all that time, and then it came down to just two. And I'm like, damn, am I gonna get it? Like, you know. <laughs> and finally, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I won. I won that way. You know what I'm saying? Without knowing that I had the part, so <laughs> I beat out everybody anyway. So, what do you have to do? Do you just have to like say the the lines? Like, they just give you a script, and it's whoever does it the best they pick you. Is that how it works? I no, I guess no. You go in when you audition. You go in, and um, they they film you when you're dealing with HBO and big major production. They always film you. When you're dealing with independent films, it's just, you know, you could you could read off a, you know, script. You gotta you gotta know your shit when you're dealing with HBO. Okay. So it's like legit you know? auditions. Yeah, and my style is usually I I I you say like I improv a lot. Okay. You know, a lot of directors, you know, love the way I improv. So was this the first big series that you were on or just show that you were on? Was this like the biggest one you've been on so far? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I'm from New York, so getting flown from New York to L.A., it was, it was crazy. You know, I've never been to L.A., so it was an experience, you know. So your character, Mouse, how is he, is there, you know, what's the way that you're supposed to be acting? Obviously, he's a drug dealer. He's, like, just doesn't give a fuck, and he's, like, about his money. <laughs> but yeah. like anything else that they wanted you to, like, personify with him? Like not, not right now. I guess that that was basically it for 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 the first season. Right. I don't know what they got for the second season. I'm, not that I'm not used to this. This, like, I know this character very well because you know, since I've been an actor, I always wanted to do gangster, you know, movies and gangster stuff. So you know, I did a lot of um in my bathroom and you know looking in the mirror and going over a lot of you know. Gangster, you know, gangster things that I felt like, you know, my, my character needed. <laughs> but I was happy. So I was like, oh, I get to play a gangster. But um, it, it was crazy because if we didn't have the chemistry, me and Zendaya, it would have never worked. And right. at one point, I, I was kind of like, you know, because she's amazing, you know what I'm saying? And I was kind of, not that I was nervous, but I was like, man, I don't think she's ready for, you know, the type of acting, you know? Like, she wouldn't right. know whether I'm real or, you know, so 
every time like like I had to do something that I felt that wasn't me, I was like, I, I was apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then she was like, um, she oh, said, like when she's on the couch and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it got it got it got a little got a little hot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The director, man, he's a genius because he was filming. I went in like rah rah, blazing guns. He said, cut. He said, yo, listen, you don't even have to say all those things. You don't have to come out, you know, hard. Just be as, you know, like quiet, be, you know, be, <laughs> make, make the presence felt. So I was like, all right. So, you know, I had to bring it down a little bit. The next day, he, he was like, yo, Zendaya don't know what's going on. Fesco, nobody. Yo, you remember he whispered in my ear, was like, you remember what you did yesterday? Do that. So, they didn't know it, so I was like, all right, cool. So next thing you know, you know, they going we're going through a scene and they thinking one thing and I came crazy. You could hear a pin drop in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, man. But I was filming that scene, my phone kept going off like Duh. I'm like, damn, who's 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 calling me? Like, you know, blowing up my shit. I checked my text. It was Jennifer Venditti. She was like, yo, whatever you doing, keep doing it. Yeah, oh, nice. producers already calling up. <laughs> I'm saying like, yo, you know, it, it was bananas. Zendaya. I never saw her in that type of role, you know, because she's always been in uh, like Disney and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. Uh, I thought yeah. she did a great job. So how was it like working with her? Was it, did you guys just vibe automatically? When I came on, to, when I got on the set, it, it was crazy because like they taking me to my trailer. So, you know, I didn't have the best trailer, but I had to I had to pass Zendaya's trailer, <laughs> some people's trailers, and they had like space stations. Like it was like, you know, something from space. Like she had a whole like it was crazy. So, you know, I'm like, damn, this is this is bananas. I had this little little Ricky Dink um, trailer. And I was like, I was happy. I was like, oh shit. Everybody from from the space stations, they all came to the back. Everybody chilled at the, you know what I'm saying, at my trailer. <laughs> it was the hood. I called the hood. Yo, y'all want to come to the hood? But yeah, it, it was crazy. So when I got on set, I was looking for her because I was like, damn, who's you know who's this girl? Because you know I never been on a set that big. When when it rained in, in the show, they had a rainmaker. Like producers are editing as 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 we shooting the show. That's 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 crazy. How many like scenes do they have set up on those big well, sets? Like at once? Well. All depending on the location. So, you know, we had a location where they, they had a house. Um, Fesco lived. It was just a house. But everything around it is like they turned that whole house, that whole block into like, you know, Disneyland, man. You talking to a cat from the hoods. I started from the bottom, like, like, like bottom, bottom. I worked for Peanuts and coming up. So for me to be on a set like that and, and working with HBO, it was crazy, man. Where'd you grow up? I'm in the Bronx. DX. So how was uh, growing up there? I mean, you know, I, I felt f for all the traps growing up, you know, the drug dealing, the, the gang banging, uh, the getting in trouble, the, the you know, you, you, name, you, you know, you name it. I did it, you know, um, so, so it was rough. So when did you first like start realizing that you liked acting? I think I was always an actor. Growing up, I used to love musicals. I used to not, I, I didn't tell nobody, you know, but I used to love musicals. My, one of my favorite musicals is Grease. Okay. And I grew up in front of a mirror. When, when I couldn't go outside or, you know, like I was by myself, I always closed my door. I did what I do now, you know, on Instagram, you know, <laughs> lip syncing, doing dumb shit, you know? I think that the, the hood robs you from that. So, you know, eventually you just start, you know, shying away from it because you don't want your friends to know you, you know, 
you watching Grease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know they're going to just roast you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it was very much so. As I got older, I didn't have a lock on my door, so I, I would go to the bathroom and I would spend my time in the bathroom. And, and I listen to music. And as I'm looking in that mirror, if I, if, if I was singing a song like a Jay-Z song, my man, I was Jay-Z. Like, you couldn't <laughs> tell me nothing. So I knew I had it. It was just that, you know, coming back to it, it was like, damn, can I, you know, do it? And Instagram is like what saved my life because I started doing those little skits and things like that. And like I, I was happy. Once I posted, it was a wrap. It just couldn't touch me. Yeah, people laugh, you know, like, what are you doing? You look stupid, hey, you know, look at me now. Right. You know? So when was your first, like, audition or when you even got into the, your first acting debut? What was the initial part when you actually, like, got into, did you go to any audition? Because New York obviously has them all over. So did you just go up to, to one? Be honest or? with you, I, I don't do auditions. My boy Adam Leon, um, director of Give Me the Loot, he was my one of my friend, a close friend of mine's cousin. That's how it happened, man. You know, my boy was like, yo, like, yo, you gotta come see my, my, my cousin. He's doing a movie. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But for some reason, I said, fuck it. You know what? I got to lose and I went. When he saw me, he was like, yo, man, you be perfect for this, this this movie that I'm writing. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. And he was like, yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm still writing it. <laughs> so I had to wait. I, I, that was when I learned the process of uh, of this whole whole, whole shit is, is crazy because when he finished writing it, we had to wait until we started get the money to film it. Then we filmed it. it that went quick, but then, yo, then the editing is like eight months to 12, to, um, 12 months, like to a year, like, you know what I mean? So you got to wait all that time. My first movie's worldwide, man. That, that you know, that, that movie's five stars. You can watch give me the loot? Yeah, give me the loot. Mm -hmm. um, and then King Jack? King Jack, that, yeah, that's my boy, um, director Phyllis Thompson. Yeah. Um, I did that movie with uh, um, Charlie Plummer. Like, you know, I played with Christian Madsen, son to Michael Madsen. Like, I grew up watching Michael Madsen just so I, to be with his son. It was crazy. Give me the loot. You said that won an award at the IFC Film Festival? Yeah, we went to South by Southwest. You know, we went out there and we won. Right after we won, we got picked up from Sundance Select, IFC. And uh, um, then we came back to New York. We brought back the plaque and, uh, you know, we hit um, the MoMA. So we got three nights straight. It was prestigious. Give me the loop went to Khan's Film Festival. Now, anybody that knows Khan's Film, Film Festival is like, it's impossible to get in. So yeah, it's up there. Um, Jonathan Demi, director and writer for Silence of the Land, presented Give Me the Loot. So when you, you know, you get the DVD, it's like Jonathan Demi presents. Like, you know, how Quentin Tarantino presents shit. So you have a lot of face tattoos, obviously. Is this like something that you got when you're younger or do you just keep adding to it? No, I, I actually stopped getting tattoos. I haven't had a tattoo in years. Um, no, nah, this is during my gangbanging, um, growing up gangbanging. You know, I'm a land king. What's crazy is that, you know, I got the Bronx on my back. When my, my, my people see me, it's like, yo, that's a land king. Like, how the fuck is on TV? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he from the Bronx, you know? He's representing our kind, like, yeah. So, you know, I get a lot of love in my hood. Everyone, like, proud of you? Oh, hell yeah, man. I used to bring darkness, now I'm bringing light to the hood. So my first movie, Give Me the Loot, I'm also a producer um, under my real name, which is Sean Italano. I thought that would have been, you know, it was cool to have, you know, I'm starring as Miko Gattuso because that's my stage name. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It was just the days that I wasn't filming, I would come in. People were like, nah, you you know, you can't help. You can't help us do certain things because you, you're in the movie like you're a star. I was like, so the director, he was like, well, he wants to work, let him work. So 
they started asking me things like, you know, yo, we need a store. I was like, what? I got you. Take them to my store. Where I go? And um, put them, put that in the movie. They needed two speaking Spanish girls. I got two speaking Spanish girls. So when you watch Give Me the Loop, you're going to see a lot of things that like, yeah, yeah, Miko, Miko did that. We went out to dinner and they just surprised me and was like, yo, we're going to give you associate producer um, credit. So I was like, what? But how? Why? And because, they, you know, that's what they do. Some producers, you know, they scout locations. I was doing that. Are all your characters kind of the same in all the movies so far? Like, No, no, no. My, to be, for me, it's different. But I mean, they, it's different levels of, of, of playing a person of my character. My first movie was like, I was a gangster, but I was a wannabe gangster. But... Okay. But I brought this, like, you like this one to be gangster, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My first article that they, they talked about me was in L Magazine. And um, it was an article about Give Me the Loot. They mentioned me, like, yo, this guy with tattoos, man, like, stole the show, like, Everybody, man. So I did my thing coming out. When you, they introduce somebody, prepare for, for this guy because he, he signed up. Right. We all became a family, man. So, like, like, Give Me the Loot changed all our lives, man. Even though some of my friends came for money, they, we all share, share the same dream. Like Nicholas Patel is a close friend of mine. You know, come on. Nicholas Patel, he does movie scores. My man blew the fuck up when it comes to this shit. You know, he did all the music for 12 Years a Slave. All the music for, for, for Moonlight. Like, you know what I'm saying? He did two movies with him. We all a team. So, like, if, if any of my guys are working, I'm working. You know what I'm saying? That's how we keep it, you know, in the family. So, anytime Adam Leon does a movie, psh, I'm in that movie. Whether it's a cameo, whatever it is, I'm in it. Is there, like, a big difference between, like, one of your characters and how you are in real life? Like, was there something that you had to, like, work on towards for that role that was, like, something different for you? Definitely for HBO Euphoria. I had to prepare that role because it's a different age right now. Meaning, like, back in my days, you just had crack dope. You know, now it's an opioid epidemic. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, so, so I don't know these drugs. I don't know what fentanyl is. I heard fentanyl the day I got on Euphoria. I had to get it to a, to, to, to a space where, yo, if she ain't got my money, like, yeah, it's going to happen. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take mine. <laughs> that was that was kind of awkward for me. I said, Zendaya's amazing, man. She was coming like, yo, we're here to act. We're here to do this shit. All right, say no more. When she said that, say no It was a wrap. But we tried a lot of ways when I was grabbing her. Um, right. Me putting the money right next to her, you know, her privates. It was crazy. I'm not, you know, I'm not so, yeah. The first time I went through the series, I got to like maybe episode four. And then I stopped because it was like, for me, it, it literally looked like recurring addict pattern. And that's what I saw when I was like watching it because I grew up around addicts my whole life. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to finish this. And I rewatched it. And, you know, I saw it totally differently after I kind of like took out my perspective of it. And then I just watched the whole series. How was it for you? Like, I mean, you've grown up around a lot of that shit. Yeah, so like, yeah of course. Like, when, when Jennifer Venditti went out looking for, for people cast, man, she, she did, she did a good job. That's cool. He's from L.A., but he, they found him in New York, you know, like he was just visiting, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, he come from the hood. Why we connected so much is because this is what's happening right now. Like, I, I grew up in, 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 in you know, in a drug-infested neighborhood, you know, either one parent or both parents was on dope. Um, so so I understood. So when when Sam Levinson is, is a, you know, he's a he's an ex-addict. You know what I'm saying? As well as, you know, like I had my, my, my troubles with, with addiction. That took me like in, in, a, in a path that I thought I couldn't come get out of. I understand. So that's why me and him connected because we share those. Those, those stories that you see in, in Euphoria is basically him growing up. 
You know what I'm saying? The things that, that you know, he had to go through. And you see that, that, that you know, the trials and tribulations of an addict, man. It's, it's not easy, man. Like, see a lot of these guys out here running around trying to get crack or dope or whatever it is that they're trying to get on. Imagine them before, before the drug. They had to be, so, you know what I mean? Like, come on. You know? So, so are you so, drug free today? No, hell no. I'm not drug free, but I'm drug free. It's, well, it's, we it's, it's a double-edged sword with me. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't do narcotics. Right. <laughs> Anything that's going to, you know, take me out my element, nah, I, I can't. I was, I was always never that. prepared. <laughs> Somebody told me that you sold drugs to Madonna before. <laughs> no, I, I didn't sell drugs. I just, I just wrote a, 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 a movie, because I do theater. I just finished writing a, a piece. I got some of the guys, cats from the hood, real heavy hitters, you know what I mean? So Peter Shue, he's a part of that documentary um, called Feel My Pain. He did, he did like... 27 years and Medusa date Madonna. You know what I'm saying? He's fuck around with Madonna. So um Madonna's the one that 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 ratted him out. You know what I'm saying? He went in and did a lot of time. While he was selling drugs, he used to throw these parties, like extravagant parties. And all the celebrities used to go. We have another guy named Pirata, which um he was a hitman for um Calderon back in the days. That's the new thing in New York, man. Like a lot of these podcasts, like like Queen's Flip, you know, like yo, they blew up. You know how they blew up? Because they started interviewing cats that used to make real big money back in the days, you know what I'm saying, within, within the hood, you know, and, and they're known because, you know, the kids in the hood want to know that they, you know, about right. these guys who's making millions of dollars with the drug trade and shooting up and blah, blah, and having lawyers to fight their case. It's crazy. It's, it's like, you know. So the Feel My Pain, that's, a docu that's your documentary? Yeah. Okay. Um, and is that out already? It's not out. We're, we're, st we're still filming because once I did the show, man, like everybody came out. Like next thing you know, I got a call from New York Times. They're like, "Yo, we want to run an article." Boom, boom. All right, cool. You know, all for me doing this. People coming out the woodwork. After that, they somebody picked it up and was like, "Yo, listen, we want to shoot the movie." So when I did my first show, they were shooting a movie on my first show. Documentary is gonna lead up to the show. Um, oh, I'm excited. It's gonna be a four-part series. We're gonna see like the full-on life journey of Miko. Well, it's it's four of us telling our story about feel my pain, about the trials and tribulations of of wanting to live that that life of crime, but you know the consequences, you know, and who 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 pays for it? You know, the kids, the the, the wife, the, the 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 family. Right. When when you gotta go do eighteen years, you know, like come on, that's deep, man. So do you think you move differently now because you have people looking up to you and you obviously are like an advocate in the fucking hood? Like, Oh, hell yeah. I'm 48 years old, my man. You know what I'm saying? That's two years from 50, right? If I was still doing the same shit I was doing 20 years ago, there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even if I had the same mind frame. Then, like, like, nah, it ain't happening, man. I, I'm about, you know, the secret to this whole shit for me is helping and giving. If I knew that, that's a secret. If I knew that back in the days, I would have been giving and helping all, you know what I mean? But, yeah. You know, and yeah. I could tell people this, like, yo, that's a secret. Help me. looking at me like I'm crazy, but <laughs> look where I'm at. And right. every time, it never fails. You know what I'm saying? It never fails. The more I give, the, you know what I'm saying? The, the more I help, the more doors open up for me. It's like, shit, why would I go back that way? It's crazy. Well, you know good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing yeah. good. That's you're definitely like a whole ass miracle to me. <laughs> no, yo, sometimes I bug out because I, I got pissed myself like, yo, <laughs> my DM sometimes, yo, I had these people DMing me from uh, from Russia. 
So, so you know, I, I pick up and I'm on my way to a protest. So they had a whole, like a Zoom, like four four people, all from Russia, texting me in Russian and, and talking to It was crazy. Was Africa, uh, places like, what, man? Like, yo, you know, I touched a lot of lives. Can you tell me about Emerald City? <laughs> yo, music is my first love. I rap with the best of them, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Anywhere I go. Whether any rapper, I'm, I'm rapping, you know what I'm saying, and hold my own. So you know, um, but when we was kids growing up, you know, we always trying to form form a group. While I was in jail, me and my cousin had an opportunity, and I came home. We had it, and we started performing. We did a record, or we signed to select records. But um, you know, we also got jerked. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know the business. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so I had a bit. I had a, you know, I had a black heart for the industry. You know, and that's when, after that, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to sell drugs. And once I started selling drugs, I was like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I didn't need to rap. I didn't need to because I was making that money. And, and it feels good, but you lose yourself also. So do you still do music at all? Hell yeah. Music is what helps me, man. Like, you know, like when I'm in front of that mirror and I'm listening to a song from whoever, I become that person. Like, that, that's, how, that's my acting skill. I tell people, like, yo, Instagram saved my life. Not for the likes, not for, for that, just I, I'm happy. When I do things, whether people like it, whether they laugh, whether you know, I don't care. But the hood, they, they you know, they, they they riding the wave right now, man. You know, everybody now want to do a video. <laughs> <laughs> so. Who's our love? Oh, fancy <laughs> footwork. Show, show me your moves. Show me your moves. Show me your moves. Yo, we had this um, we had this uh, choreographer Nelson Vasquez. Man. He was in. He was in um. In, in, in Michael yeah. Jackson's yeah, video, you know, well, Thriller. Yeah, he used to choreograph and shit. So he used to choreograph, choreograph these moves, man. I hated it. So you're a dancer too? <laughs> when I'm in front of a camera, this beat in my head, I'm by myself, and I and I just let the music take over my body, right? And, and I'm dancing. And then I edit it, boom, and I'm like, yo, that shit is hot. <laughs> we would never do that in front of anybody. So can you explain the last season finale of Euphoria to me? So Fisco ends with him. He left. He just robbed the, the other guy, got the yeah. money. Then you come, you, he owes you money. So you're picking up the money, right? And then you see the blood, or your guy sees the blood on the money. Yeah, yeah. How does that relate to you and you like getting that over it? Because you're just trying to get paid, no? Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting paid. But see, um, one minute we're going in doing one scene and then they scrap it like you know what I'm saying I'm gonna put you on a little secret I was supposed to kill Fesco the first season he wasn't okay. coming back to season two <laughs> but he did so well man that they you know people loved him man you know the number one DM that I get in my, my email say please don't kill Fesco <laughs> I swear to God that's the number one DM that I get everywhere from all over the world don't kill Fesco yeah. I had people send me videos, like, like, yo, please, yo, you know what I'm saying? Let the fans decide. This, that, yo, it was crazy. <laughs> like, what the, you know what I mean? But yeah, I don't I, even you know, write that shit. I'm not the director, like. Yeah, yeah. Esco did so well, that show, man, he made it. Like, we were all trying to make it. Like, you gotta understand, I, when I went to HBO, the first time, it was only one time. And when I came back, I said, okay, when I get there, even though it's an episode or two, I'm gonna do the, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tear it up. And, you know, then we left. I was like, I, I was sad, but happy. Like, next thing you know, 
boom, I get a call back, like, come back. Now, for the second season, see, like, what you were saying about Fesco with the blood, with the money, and him and robbing the dude, I, when we saw that, my camp was happy. Why? Because that, that, that's cliffhanger. That's, oh, you coming to season two. Is there anything that you can throw out that we can expect? No, 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 we, we don't know. Listen. You don't know anything? I, we okay. don't, we, Zendaya don't even fucking know. <laughs> right? That HBO, everything's last minute. They don't give me two days or three days or a week in advance. Yo, you got to leave tomorrow. Like, huh? Before COVID-19, we was, we, we was all set to, you know, go to L.A., start filming. Do you have any uh, upcoming things besides season two of Euphoria that you're working on? Just did a movie with Andre Rojo. Um, he plays he plays Bubbles in Empire, right? Or something? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Empire. Um, and Sir Mums, uh, he played in Oz. Um, it's called Life Without You. A, a family, um, parents that lost their kids to, to heroin, heroin overdose. Show you the different aspects and... Even though you have drug dealers, like not all drug dealers are bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, you know, sometimes people are forced in the corner. You know what I'm saying? And they gotta do what they gotta do, whether it's to feed their family, you know. Yeah. And you know, and 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 what they experience in the in the in the their everyday life, you know, is um. So I got life without you. Um, independent film called Bully. You know, uh, that's like a shoot 'em up, bang bang movie. Um, and um, Queen of Glory which people say that's going to be my best work. Do you have any advice for people or, you know, kids that are growing up or just anybody that's a potential actor or wants to act? Your, your story making it from where you were to now is crazy. You got to change your whole mind frame, man. I gave up working, like, like you know, a regular nine to five, like, you know? I couldn't go to work and then have, get, a, get a part and then I got to tell them, yo, listen, I got to go to my nine. I ain't having it. You know what I mean? So I gave up a lot because I believe if once you believe I tell you, say, you believe, you will achieve. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta put in that work. You know, you can't right. be waiting on people. You gotta do it. Like, yo, listen, it pays off. You gotta and, be hungry. Um, yeah, you gotta be hungry, and um, yeah. you gotta love what you do. You gotta, you gotta free yourself of uh, what people think about you, man. Because like, you know, that was a problem I had. Like, oh, I'm gonna look stupid. Uh, uh, and, and, like, fuck it. You know, I'd rather look stupid and you know what I'm saying, try than. Not try. You know, y'all need a higher power, man. Well, I don't know whether it's God, Jesus, whoever you want to have your higher power of your moms, man. But you have to have a higher power, man, you know. Um, and the laws of attraction. Anything that you manifest within your, your you know, you put it to the universe, man. You know what yeah. I mean? You think it. Listen, I vision my shit and my shit come true. Meaning, I go to sleep. Right? You know, I close my eyes and I see myself. I see myself and I keep on every day, every day, every day, it's going to come true. I just started manifesting this year. I wasn't into it until this year. And then I realized like, wow, this, you know, I have such a better day because I'm positive. I think about what the things I want to accomplish are and I accomplish them and that's what it is. So yeah. it really is about being like, you know, telling yourself and then it going from there. Yeah, man, yo, listen, man, there was times when I first started this year now, no lie, man, like, I was doing theater. I was doing everything because a lot of people don't realize the, 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 the truth about being a, a, how you say, a struggling actor. Like, like there was days I had no money. That I didn't even get on the train, but God made a way. You know what I'm saying? God made a way. And every time I was there, everything worked, worked, worked out for itself. You know what I'm saying? Even if I was hungry, you know, like some, like all, all, all the, my energies was like, we try to get this because he, he he's putting effort. You know what I'm saying? And when you put effort in and you got a team behind you that believe in you, my man, it's a wrap. 
you gotta change everything about you, man. Like, you know, I woke up, I cut everybody off. I don't give a fuck. I cut everybody off. You know what I'm saying? I cut relationships off, I cut women off. I have no means, no doors to open, nobody. It was just the energy, like, you know, one day my boy I was like, damn, I wanna be an actor. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that was something that I kept to myself, but then my boy out of nowhere is like, yo, I want you to come. It's all, you know, energy, man. You know? Right. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in it. Good energies. All right, Miko. Well, thanks for sharing your story with me. I wish you nothing but the best. I'm excited for season two. Stay safe out there. Until next time. Peace right. out. Salute.